Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. funny dude what is so funny can you tell me what's so funny <laughs> what i'm trying to start a show off here man what is cracking you up so much <laughs> all right ah we are live <laughs> we are live. <laughs> All right, we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host. Go, go, go. Love you. Go. I, I need you. Go. All right. See ya. <laughs> we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. If it's your first time watching us or listening to us, that was my son, Ben, who wanted to be in the show to start it off. Uh, there he is. My man is laughing up a storm. He does not like the ah ha He thinks it's funny. Maybe it is. Maybe we should change some things up. But that is my son, Ben. Glad to have him in here with us to start the show. Glad that you're here with us because we do – have a lot to discuss. Carter Bryant not with us tonight. He is out. He will be back with us tomorrow night for us to recap Florida, talk a little bit Georgia State. We've got a lot to discuss with him. Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman, much more. We'll give you a little Florida recap here tonight. We watched the film. We broke the film down. Some things that we saw, maybe some things that you can build on going into next year. Brian Kelly meets with the media. We'll talk about it with him. Jane Daniels, up for the Heisman. I know some of you are tired of listening to it or hearing it, but tonight you're going to listen to it from me. So a lot of LSU stuff that we got to discuss. Also, whether you like them, love them, hate them, most of you hate them, and I understand why in this. 
Mississippi State and Texas A&M both have fired their head coaches. Jimbo was fired yesterday. Zach Arnett was fired this morning. We got to talk on that because they're in your conference. What are some things that I think is going to happen there? Okay. What are some realistic expectations? We'll touch on that. Yes, I see it. Yes, I see it. Kai Bates, the four-star corner from Florida, has decommitted. He has decommitted. I've seen it. We'll talk on that. All right? I promise you we will talk on that uh, here tonight as well. I'm just going to tell you, don't panic. There's a long – I shouldn't say long way. In terms of recruiting, there is a long time before the early signing period happens. You're going to have a massive – I would – how do I want to say this? Hint, hint, wink, wink. I think you're going to have a lot of players on campus at 11 a.m. on Saturday when you face Texas A&M. I think you could possibly get some guys that you're not expecting on campus this week. Calm yourself. The portal will be opening soon. I don't think you're going to miss in the portal the way that you did last year. So calm. I feel you. I get it. But we got a lot to discuss. Nevertheless, Dane Bergeron says, go, Ben. Yeah, he loves it. He loves it. Heath Menard says, Ben has an extended version of Ahaha. That he does. Spectrum Wellcare says, Ben likes the Ahaha intro. He does. He thinks it's funny. He thinks it's hilarious. Uh, Paul Sub Martin says, Ben is starting his Joker arc. I hope not. I hope not. Adrian Bailey, Ryan, everybody's saying what's up to Ben. He is the real man of the show. He is the real, this is, he's the reason you tune in. I know that. You know that. Everybody knows that. Buster Tanner says, Blake, what is up with the defensive recruiting? We lost our best corner tonight. Another one uh, losing in Andre Evans. Yeah, you, you can't. It's not good. You're, you can't lose dudes. Now, some will say, you know, he should be pro- – you know, maybe he was looking elsewhere. Maybe it was a mutual agreement. But I don't know if you had necessarily the luxury – of say, or have the luxury right now in saying that the way that your defense looks. But I will tell you, I'm not I, – guys, I promise you I'm not panicking. You know that I will tell you when it's time to panic. A lot of people label me a homer. I'm not a homer. Well, let me back up. I am a homer because I started a business covering the team that I love the most. Yes, I do have a little homer pause in me. Nevertheless, I promise you, do not panic. Do not panic. Uh, Bryson Williams says, just bring back Dave Aranda. Dave doesn't recruit. Like, guys, let me just say this too. A lot of you were in the chat throughout the year saying bring back Corey Raymond. Did you watch Saturday's game? Florida wants Corey Raymond fired for the way that his guys have looked this year. I, I think you need to look elsewhere. There's guys, there's like a guy in Marshall I like a lot. <clears throat> Some of you that's going to go over your head. There's a DB coach at Marshall I really like. He loves LSU. Will bleed LSU. 
Gerard Guillory says, Ben was laughing at Robert Steeple's awesome DB coaching and recruiting. It's not what he's laughing at, man. Don't, um, come on, come on. No, it is not Lance Guidry. No, it is not Lance Guidry, but I wouldn't mind that either. Uh, Chad Selfo says, would they possibly go after Corey Raymond? I hope not. I, I mean, I, I hope not. Um, look, man, let me just call it what it is. For Corey Raymond's last four years as a DB coach, they have been ranked in the upper 90s to 100s. They've not been good. They just had 300. Guys, they had 370 yards put on them. They've had multiple five stars. Have multiple five stars. They're not being developed. You heard it from Gator Dave on this show yesterday. A guy who covers the team more than anybody. He has no dog in the fight other than he wants his team to be better. He would not come on an LSU podcast. It it benefits it benefits guys like David Waters, who was on our show last week, to come out here and say, Nanana boo boo, we stole we stole Coin Raymond from you. It, it, it doesn't benefit him to come on this show and say that he has not performed well. It does. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. So, like, I, I get, here's the here's the three things that I know for sure. And doing this over the last seven years, number one, when things are going bad and you think coaches are going to get fired. You always resort to the people that we've had in the past. Blake Baker, Corey Raymond. Name a time that it really ever happens outside of a guy like Pete Jenkins. It never happens. Literally never happens. Now, could Blake Baker come back? Sure, I wouldn't mind that. But come on, man. And I'm not going to talk about coaches losing their job that haven't lost it yet. Just not going to do it. They need to be fired before we start talking about coaching carousel. And look, we'll see. But I I will continue to remain and tell you, be careful about the recruiting stuff. I tell you this every year, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, Blake, how did you know this was happening? And by the way, if you're going to go on another website, because you think people aren't going to send this to me, which is so stupid. If you're on another person's website talking trash about us, this happens every every time. Why don't you just do it to us on Twitter? Why don't you hit me up in the DMs? If you're man enough, why don't you come hit us up in the DMs? You're not. You're chicken shit. All right. We got a lot to discuss. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to discuss. Let's do that. Let's waste no time. We will have a announcing a new sponsor tomorrow, which I am very fired up for but tonight you know what it is our good friends over at betonline.ag our good friend tyler alexander over at exp realty everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share share to all those social media groups share to all of those social media pages if you're listening to us watching us on youtube like subscribe and notification bell wherever you listen to podcasts rate review and subscribe we greatly greatly appreciate it all right take a quick break we'll break down florida We'll look a little ahead into Georgia State, what I think you can build on going in, into next year. We'll talk a little bit of recruiting. We'll break down some of the moves in the SEC moving forward. we got a lot to discuss. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We do that next. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. Have no time to waste. Let's do it. All right. So listen, the big topic of news, at least over the last 48 hours, has been the talk of LSU quarterback Jane Daniels. It's been national. It's been local about him being the front runner of the Heisman. Now, you and I have been on this show, and we know it. We've been talking and saying that he's the best player in the country for weeks now. But what Jane Daniels did against Florida last week, especially going back multiple times and re-watching the film, getting the All-22 copy, watching what he did, he even started off a little bit slow, not practicing a lot last week. Guys, he had, his Heisman, he had multiple Heisman moments last week against Florida. The most yards that Florida has ever given up as a program happened on Saturday night in Death Valley. He went nuclear. 372 passing yards, over 200 rushing yards. It's never, let me say this very, very clearly, nobody in college football's history has ever done what Jane Daniels did to Florida on Saturday night. In my personal opinion, there are games such as Joe Burrow versus Oklahoma. And I am constantly asking myself if this is recency bias. Maybe a little bit of it is. But I don't know of an individual game that I've ever seen somebody put on a performance like I saw on Saturday night. Now, Joe against Oklahoma had seven touchdowns. You can't take that away from him. Absolutely pure insanity. Pure insanity. What he did to Oklahoma. But Jane had 600 yards of total offense, guys. 600. And five touchdowns. Yeah, I get two touchdowns are a big deal. I get it. I'm with you. 
I also remember that there was a red zone opportunity where they did not give him a shot to run the football in the red zone. They kept handing the ball off to Josh Williams. That should have and could have been another scoring opportunity for number five. It is not missed upon me that when I look at Jaden Daniels, that he is, and you don't get this very often, the best player in the country. In three sports at LSU, you could make the argument. Now, Angel Reese, maybe not so much, but the three most are arguably the best players in women's basketball, college baseball a year ago with either Paul Skeens or Dylan Cruz, mainly a little bit more Dylan Cruz to some, and Jaden Daniels. LSU has been the marquee location for big-time transfers that come here and go absolutely insane. I know a lot of you, some of you maybe, don't like the transfer portal. Angel Reese is the best player in her sport, in my opinion. Paul Skeens was it, I'm just going to call it what it is, Last year, Paul Skeens was the best player in the country. The number one overall pick. And Jane Daniels has the potential to be the Heisman Trophy winner. The leap that he has made over a year is astronomical. He's going to have 40 touchdowns. Knock on wood. Hope he stays healthy. Probably he's at 4,000 yards now, roughly. Could get to 5,000 total yards. Maybe 45, 48 touchdowns. And he is the most electrifying college football player right now that I've seen. He is throwing the ball at 70% completion percentage. The But everything he's doing in the air is just... Legit, throwing the ball downfield, hitting wide open guys, going through progressions. All of that is great. Guys, what that young man can do with his legs changes the game. There is no difference in me. If if Jane Daniels ever wants to tuck it and run, whether it be, and I was saying this all last year, and a lot of you hated it. It does not matter to me if he gains... 15 yards in the air or 15 yards with his legs. What he does in running the football, nobody but maybe one other human being on the planet right now, Lamar Jackson, can say that. Nobody. And I think, personally, Jane Daniels' all-around season, he's far ahead of of Lamar Jackson ever was in college. Not even remotely close, mainly due to the way that he's throwing the football. He's got, I'm going to call it what it is, he's got elite wide receiver play, and he's going to continue to throw it at him. Now, he's got Georgia State this week, but against Florida, the margin of error, it seems, every week for him does not get missed by me. It doesn't. Guys, he had a fumbled kickoff, okay? Well, actually, let's back up. Let's back up just a little bit. Game tied at 10. Zone read 
takes it to the house for 85 yards and a touchdown. Another score later, you would get to 24 points. Then Caleb Jackson would fumble the opening kickoff after Florida had a touchdown. ATN would score. You fumble the open kickoff. Graham Mertz gets a quarterback sneak in for a tutty. You're down. You're down. Jane Daniels gets his own 49-yard line, or to the 49-yard line, runs for 51 yards, takes a lead, scores again. I don't care about the losses. The losses have been an excuse. Now, I was asked by a friend of mine to go and do this. And I'm just going to go in recent history here of people that have lost three more than two games and won the Heisman. Lamar Jackson's actually one of them. Guys, he's having a better year than Tebow. He's having a better all around. He's having a better year than a guy like RG3. He's having a better year than some of these dudes have had that have lost more than three games. Caleb Williams, as an example, is another guy that had three losses before he won the Heisman Trophy just a year ago. You literally let Caleb Williams, who had three losses, win the Heisman Trophy. You can't say the losses are a thing. And he's doing this with a top-five schedule, strength of schedule, number four to be exact. He's played one of the toughest schedules in the country. You're on pace to have nine wins. Now, I don't know if he plays in the bowl game when you get there. I don't know. I would honestly, and I know a lot of you are going to hate me saying this, I would advise him probably not playing. If he wants to, good on him. If he wins the Heisman, I think he's got to play the bowl game, quite honestly, because no Heisman has opted out, at least not in my opinion, or not my opinion, in my memory, I don't remember that happening. But Jane Daniels is going to do stuff for the team. He should shut it down, though. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, come on. Come on. But the biggest thing in all this Heisman run comes down to one thing for me. His defense is horrible. It's not his fault that this defense sucks. And I'm just going to call it what it is. It's not good. I know that Brian Kelly today in his meeting with the media, his press launching with the media, that he talked about, well, you know, uh, Matt House gets a lot of criticism. Good. 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 But what Jane Daniels is doing to overcome the outright chaotic and horrible defensive play will never be lost on me ever guys in breaking down the Florida game and I see we have some super chats I'm going to get to them just a very quick second you're I know Brian Kelly talked about the defensive line today and talking about how how he likes that their progression I'm going to disagree with him and say I don't see it I see Mason Smith out of position, multiple plays end on end. I think the best edge rush guy that we've seen so far this year is not Ovi. It has been Brayden Swenson. He's got to play more. He forced a or had a sack fumble. Toviano, the true freshman, re- recovers it. Okay, but you could not get stops. 
And if Jaden doesn't do some of the stuff that he's doing, guys, you don't win. You don't win. I know a lot of you love Garrett Nussmeyer, and you should. I think Garrett's going to be a really good quarterback for this team. I think Garrett will, will work himself into being a pretty good quarterback. He cannot, cannot do what Jane Daniels does with his legs. And all of that being said, that's what has had to happen. And you've watched every game. I know that you've watched every game. I know that you've watched every game. With all of that being said, he's had to do that for you to win. Where would you be without him? I don't know if you'd be sub 500. I I really don't. Now, maybe Nuss can lead, lead you to some wins. Sure. Maybe against Arkansas he wins. Maybe he can pull one out against Mizzou. I don't know how, but maybe he could have. But we got to talk about what's going on defensively against Florida, man. When I look at this game and I look how you are, what you did, okay, I look at Florida versus LSU. The first time in Trevor ATN's career was this it, this was his first multi-touchdown game Florida and it's kind of sneaky to some extent because they had 311 yards passing on you which I, I would rather have a I'd rather them throw the ball on you than what happened in the running game uh, another game of just outright just being guys they ran the ball just so many times right down your throat and it wasn't you remember the Ty Davis-Price game a couple years ago when LSU just ran the same play over and over and over and over again? It was a counter-gap scheme. Guys, if you go rewatch it, that is what Florida's doing. I would say in the second half, probably 80% of their run plays is gap runs, pulling the guard, kicking somebody out, pulling the two back dudes, having a tight end come and seal the edge on the backside. You have the two, one guy seal, one guy pull and get the push. That's what Florida did. And we did not have an answer. That goes on Matt House. That goes on your personnel. Greg Penn has seen a lot of football. Mason, Mason Smith's seen a lot of football. Omar Spates has seen a lot of football. Uh, Mason, uh, uh, Mason, uh, or Mason, Mason, not Mason. Major Burns has seen a lot of football. Andre Sam, who didn't have really, you know, was out in the second half because of a dumb targeting call, even in the first half, has seen a lot of football. Jacoby and Guillory has seen a lot of football. Trevor Etienne had 18 carries for 99 yards and three touchdowns. Five yards a carry every time he's getting the ball. Montrell Johnson, another 70 yards. They lined up and pushed you around. And if you cannot get things fixed defensively, now you play Georgia State this week, I expect you to, to, to look somewhat moderately better defensively. I think you're going to be able to do some things. They're not a good football team at all. 
at all. But it's not just one thing that is plaguing this defense. They have injuries. I digress. They don't – Makai Wingo is a big deal. He's out for the year. I get it. But you have dudes along that front that were rated four- and five-star dudes that I'm start asking – I am starting to ask the question how much development is happening at that position. I, I really am. I 1,000% am. Over the last two games, okay, you have given up 465 yards on the ground. 465 yards on the ground. That is not LSU standard of performance. In the air, you've given up 530. It's not a massive difference. It's just not the standard that you you cannot play like this down the road and continue to have success. It will not happen. But here is the massive but. I know that it is not good right now. But pulling the Band-Aid off, I do think Brian Kelly gets things fixed. Now, you're saying, Blake, you're not recruiting at a high enough level. I am going to wait because I still think there's times to make uh, time to make moves. I think st- moves are going to happen before early signing day. And you have the portal. Here's the truth. Jefferson, Jordan Jefferson is your best interior defensive lineman. And there are going to be other Jordan Jeffersons that hit the portal. You're going to have to get a couple. I know that LSU probably wants to stay around the five to six players from the portal, be very selective. With what's going on at AM, what's going on in other places, I think you can be a little bit more selective with more players and you need them to get up front. I think Brian Kelly gets things fixed. I, I really do. He has had issues in the past as a coach, deficiencies, and the following season has gotten those things fixed. you got to give him credit there. I still have a lot of belief that he will get things done. I believe that he will make you an elite team. I think he can get you there. I do believe him when he says that. And I am just as high on Brian Kelly as I've ever been. His offense is way ahead of his defense. Unbeknownst to some, and we get tunnel vision, and I'm this way too. We got a little bit lucky. Maybe not lucky, but I do feel that there's some luck into it and some talent in this too. You got bailed out by a lot of seniors on your defense a year ago. There are guys on this team right now that maybe will have the decision to either go in the NFL or come back. You got to come back. You got to develop. You got to get better. You have to. And I will promise you this, and I have you, you as LSU fans should know this, Micah Baskerville being one, Damone Clark being one, when Rashard Lawrence being a little bit of another, when guys come back for their senior years, historically, Jane Daniels, historically, when guys come back for their senior year, the leap that they make from their junior year to their senior year across the board historically plays out better for them. 
It just does. It just does. If it were my decision. Now, I don't know the financial situations for a lot of these guys. I think Makai Wingo, if he gets a chance, he needs to go. But there are guys that are on this team that if they come back, you had a senior-led group a year ago, and look how it played out for you. You had four seniors in the DB room. You had a senior at linebacker. You had a senior at defensive end. You had a very mature junior in B.J. Ojolari. When you have that much experience that goes with talent, I think Brian Kelly can sustain here. I think that he will. You don't want to hear that. It does not. You know what makes me more money or or gets me more clicks? What would get me more clicks is coming out here ranting and raving in reference to fire Robert Staples. Brian Kelly sucks. I'm not going to do that because it's not. It's some of this is not true. Not I'm not going to say all of it, but I believe in what Brian Kelly is building here. It sucks. You have a national championship offense. Beyond that, you know what? You have more than a national championship offense. You have one of the best offenses that has ever been. I don't, maybe, you know what? Just assembled in college football. You do. You got a really good offensive line. You have a really good running back in Logan Diggs. You got depth at that position. I I feel bad for John Emery, who Brian Kelly announced today, that he had a torn ACL. And that sucks for him. Outright sucks. I hate it for him. But the imprint of the Florida defensive end, number 15, Wingo, his body sketched is still in the the red zone of Death Valley where Josh Williams absolutely laid him out. You're a really good football team offensively. I I will even go to say you're an elite. You know, if you've watched this show long enough, you know I don't like using that word elite. You are an elite offense. You're one of the top offenses that we've ever seen. And it sucks that defensively you couldn't catch up to that. But I do believe with some of these young guys that are announcing, okay, that they are going to, especially in the 25 class, Harlan Berry announced that he's going to be announcing his commitment, five-star running back from New Orleans. You got Bryce Underwood, the number one player in the country, the number one quarterback in the country in 2025. He's going to announce on January the 6th. These are when you're going to start seeing these things happen. You got to get the front seven under wraps. You got to get the front seven fixed. Because if, guys, I'm just going to tell you, I, I, I really do believe in my heart of hearts, moving forward, I'm not going to say there's going to be another Jane Daniels. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to say there's going to be another Burrow. What I will say is this. I do think two, three, four years from now, you're more one of, if not more, of the most complete teams in the country. Offensively and defensively. All right. 
Got a couple super chats here. Unknown. I did not see another comment from from them since a ten dollars super chat. Thank you, Unknown, for the ten dollars super chat. If you do have a comment, we missed it. Uh, guys, let me know. I will read your comment. Thank you so much for the ten dollars super chat. It helps us so much. Spooky on YouTube sends a five dollars super chat. Says, "Can you talk about defense versus last year? Do you think BK and House are thinking it might be personnel issue with players? Maybe not change staff." Thank you for the super chat. I do think, so as we were just talking about, I do think there are some personnel issues. Maybe not issues, but there is some undisciplined things happening, yes. Do I think staff changes are coming? I would be surprised if there's not some staff changes coming. I'm not saying there is. I'm not saying there isn't. But... I know what I know. It's kind of like the old Game of Thrones Tyrion Lannister thing. I drink and I know things. I do think that there is a possibility that there's going to be moves being made. What they are at the current moment, it's not outlined to us yet. That can change at any moment. I know a lot of you want them, and I don't blame you. Like, I really don't blame you. I'm on your side on that. Okay, 1,000% on your side on that. When you lose a guy like Kai Bates and Andre, Andre Evans, you got to sometimes rely on, did this staff make the right, the right call? Okay, um, when it comes to evaluation, We'll see. Oh, man. I I know how you feel, man. I know how you feel. All right. A lot more to discuss. Let's do this. Let's, um, Let's take a quick break. We do have Brian Kelly met with the media. I mean, I talked about probably the massive highlights. Um, before we get to the to the break, I'll just say some things that he said today. I don't think that he said anything earth shattering. There are three main things that Brian Kelly said today that caught my eye. Uh, actually, maybe four. Number one, I just in no specific order. Um, he was asked about Caleb Jackson and said that how much he loves being around Caleb Jackson and that he is one of his favorite players. And look, dude, coaches have favorites. Now, you can ask why is he in playing more. Maybe the kickoff return would be one. But he is a freshman still learning the game. I do think that they could have given him some more carries. But, again, I'm not going to say shit about this offense when you're putting up – like, guys – People come to me during the game or after the game and the post-game show, and they say, Blake, why isn't Caleb Jackson getting more reps? Where I do agree with you to some extent. The problem I have with that critique, okay, is if they were gaining 400 yards a game, it'd be like, yeah, they need, he needs to get more reps. Guys, they're gaining 550 yards a game. They just coming off a game where they gained 700. I don't care if 600 of that's from Jane Daniels. I really don't give a shit. But that's number one. I do expect him to be RB1 next year. 
even if Logan Diggs does come back. I think Caleb Jackson is going to work himself into that. All right, number two. Brian Kelly slipped up a little bit and talked about Malik Neighbors coming back in the pre- in his po- at his press conference. Malik Neighbors isn't coming back. Do I want Malik Neighbors to come back? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. That man, that man does, has no business coming back here. I, I mean, look. I want guys to come back because it makes LSU better, right? And I want LSU to win just as much as you do. Maybe from a financial standpoint, benefits me more than some when it comes to them winning. When LSU's winning, guys, financially things are great around here, okay? When they're losing, like last week, guys, people didn't want to listen to shit. They didn't want to come on shows. They didn't want to listen to shit. And I don't blame you. (laughs) Fuck, I, I, I don't blame you. Malik Neighbors needs to go to the draft. And he's going to be a first-round wide receiver. If not the first, I, I don't think he'll be the first receiver taken. I think Marvin Harrison Jr., because of name recognition, size, and just overall clout, okay, he will be the first wide receiver taken, regardless if I think Malik Neighbors is better or not. I just think that name recognition is going to get him drafted over Malik Neighbors. Guys, he's a top 15, 20 pick. Okay? With that being said... If he comes back, good on him. But I don't think he can get any better than where he's at right now. Like, he's not going to come back next year and make his draft stock better to, like, maybe it's a $5 million difference. If he does go off next year, he can't get better than what he's doing right now. That's number two. Number three, we talked about John Emery. Um, tearing his ACL, that's very unfortunate. It's not where I'm going to spend that. Brian Kelly... Um, is campaigning for Jaden Daniels. If you think that all this social media stuff, Heisman talk, billboards, is not being pushed by Brian Kelly, you're an idiot. I, I've seen some local people saying, well, the, the, the media staff is doing a good job. They could have been pushing Jane Daniels for Heisman for weeks. Hell, over the last month. This is led by BK. And... He knows what he's doing. Um, he said something interesting, though, when he was asked about the development about Jane Daniels. Now, some of you remember during the offseason, our non-playing portion of the year, we um, posted a lot of videos uh, and pictures that we had gotten from the, you know, gotten from some sources of Jane Daniels working in the offseason. Let me share something here. I told you during the non-playing portion of the year, got roasted for it, especially after Florida State. Got roasted for it. Jane Daniels went to work out with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. There's the man that I trust on this planet more than anybody, okay, who has been a scout for a long time, told me that he thought in the four weeks that he had seen Jane Daniels throughout the summer and the week that he saw Jane Daniels in California, that he was the best quarterback of the three that he saw. I somewhat tried to echo that, but did not want to go out there like that because I know what social media would do. Now what? 
Now, C.J. Stroud is killing it in the league. And I think, you know, there's something to be said about C.J. Stroud, the way that he's killing it in the league. Brian Kelly said that he talked about the offensive input. Everybody thinks that BK is like this big-time micromanager. He's not. He goes, Joe Sloan has input. And he, and he even voluntarily talked about like, hey, man, Cortez Hankton has a lot of input in what we're doing in the passing game. And obviously, Mike Denbrock's calling plays. That's how good staffs are run. Ah, God, I want to be careful here. I do not... Your defensive staff is not being run that way. Joe Sloan deserves a lot of credit. Jaden, who spent a lot of his own money to get better in the offseason, is going to get the awards because of it and deserves it. Mike Denbrock, guys, I said this when Mike Denbrock got hired. Go back to the videos if you don't believe it. They're all uploaded on YouTube. I said I thought that Mike, that Mike Denbrock could, has the potential with the weapons that he would have at LSU would be one of, if not the best coordinator that we've had. Now, you had the year in 19, and he's right there with him. Guys, he's, he's having an unreal year. In the, in the two years that Mike Denbrock has been here, they're scoring well over 40, 42 points a game offensively. I'd say the last thing that Brian Kelly said would just be the, um, the overall attitude that he has in reference to defense and and. and development so we'll see all right i do need to take a break let's come back and do this now listen this is what happens when we take a break some of you pop out here don't do it because i'm going to tell you a&m just fired jimbo if you are an lsu fan you're going to want to stay here and listen to what we got to talk about next about jimbo being fired we'll talk a little bit about a&m but you're going to want to stay tuned don't go anywhere we'll be right back by the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino with AYS sent you on by. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985 985- 
395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. Texas A&M. I love that. That's something Jane Daniels is going to be hearing in the first round of this upcoming draft. So is Malik Neighbors and maybe Brian Thomas Jr. Texas A&M fired their head coach, Jimbo Fisher. Now, we did a long, extensive um, show yesterday on Rafino and Joe's show. If you haven't gone over there and subscribed, you need to go over there and do it. We talked college football 24-7 around the country. I think it's a must-listen for anybody that's a college football fan. Go do it. I'm not necessarily on this show going to spend a lot of time in reference to what does it mean about Jimbo, who can they go get, even though I talked about that, and we'll talk about that on this show if need to. What I think is interesting about that for LSU purposes is what they have on their roster and what they have in recruiting. It is very well known if you're subscribed to the forum AYSSnetwork.com slash forum. You need to be there too. That there have been some rumblings out there. Five, guys like five-star defensive tackle Dominic McKinley. Now, Dominic McKinley came out and said that he's still with AM. He's back in his D-line coach, Elijah Robinson, who was named the interim head coach. I would not be surprised if LSU makes no, more moves at him. Why the hell not? Gabe Rutherford said it shook him that Jimbo was fired. He is a guy in North Louisiana, and I got to be real with you. You got to go get him. We got to close here. And I think that you have guys on staff like Bobby and Sherman and Belton and this position coaches, Frank, Cortez, others. Everybody's got to get involved here because you're going to have to flip some of these kids. Terry Bussey is another one. Now, Wardell Mack, God bless him. The kid from New Orleans flips from Florida, goes to Texas. Good on him. If you don't want to be at LSU, good on you. And you lost a guy like Kai Bates today who decommitted four-star corner from Florida. This is what I was saying earlier in the day that I think that there are some players that are currently on the roster at AM that players that are currently committed to Texas A&M you got to go start plucking. Like, hey, man, this is your first duck duck kill. You got to go start plucking. I have faith, like I said three weeks ago, that LSU can flip. Like, guys, three weeks ago, before the day before Weston Davis flipped, I literally came on the show and said, I think that they're about to flip somebody. The whole chat went down the road and said, here comes Terry Bussey. Here comes Terry Bussey. And I said, no. Got ripped alive for it. Dude, you should have seen my DMs. Blake, you're a piece of shit. People going on on three. That some bitch doesn't know what he's talking about. Next day, five-star offensive lineman, Weston Davis flips. Either I am really lucky, and I'm talking about either I am really freaking lucky, or... The opposite of that. Pay close attention 
to what happens over the next three weeks. Do not get bogged down with words. Don't do it. Actions, greater than sign, words. Now, you got to finish. There, you got to get NIL involved in this. There are Louisiana guys on that roster. Okay? And I think that A&M is very vulnerable right now. A&M is so vulnerable because they spent 70, are going to spend $78 million guaranteed so that Jimbo Fisher does not coach their team. They are in desperation mode. Two years ago, you were in desperation mode when you fired Ed Orgeron. And a lot of people thought that $17 million was a massive buyout. It ain't got shit to do with the buyout that Jimbo's going to get. You literally fired all of Ed Orgeron's staff, bought out Brian Kelly's contract at Notre Dame, hired his staff, and you didn't touch what A&M just did. Now, I want to say something because I've seen LSU AD Scott Wilber get a lot of shit behind him hiring Jimbo at Texas A&M. Oh, well, look at Scott Woodward. Look at the shitty hire he made. Well, he also hired Kim Mulkey and Jay Johnson. This is for Glenn Gilbo's crazy ass. He also hired Jay Johnson. He also hired Kim Mulkey, and both of them have natties. And to Gilbo, you were out here blasting away that LSU need to hire Billy Napier. How dumb of a take was that? Gilbo, I don't think you're a bad dude. What I also think is that your sports takes can be asshole. Like, the whole rim. Pause. But they're ass. <laughs> they're ass. A&M is in desperation mode. You know that by the money that they're going to spend. Fully guaranteed, guys. Jimbo could do whatever the hell he wants. He like, T.I., you can have whatever you like. You can have whatever you like. Yeah. Stacks on deck. Patron on ice. You can date models all night, baby. You can have whatever you like. You got to close. I see guys in here, and you're spelling McKinley wrong. It's not McConkey. Like, Gerard, if you're going to talk recruiting, you got to talk about it right. You got to get the names right, buddy. Uh, and, yes, no Carter tonight. He's calling some basketball games. He'll be back tomorrow. John Sidley Butler says they raised money in 70 days. Bullshit. They had been raising money more than that than three days. I don't believe that, John. They've been raising money. Okay? If you can get a Gabe Relaford, if you could flip a Terry Bussey, if there are some players at A&M that go on the portal, which, guys, they they openly said that they – Ross Bjork, their AD, basically said that they made that move because they didn't want their roster to, to collapse. I don't blame them. But I, listen to me. Whether you land them or not, whether you land any of them or not, or whether you do, 
doesn't mean that LSU ain't going to be attacking that roster when the portal opens and those guys go in the portal and the, they're not trying to flip those guys that are currently committed there. Excuse me. <laughs> this is what it is. All right. Not the only news today or only news the last two days. Zach Arnett was fired from Mississippi State. Listen, I don't um uh, he, he he was a he was a stopgap at Mississippi State. They didn't really give him a chance. Dan Mullen went f- five and seven his first year. And look, I, I do believe that Zach Arnett is an asshole, okay? Um with all of that being said, they got to get their guy in there. I, I do feel bad for Zach Arnett. Now, the question has been, and I've received this from a lot of people, would Zach Arnett be a potential candidate for LSU and their next DC if Matt House were to leave for the NFL, get fired, whatever it is? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think Zach Arnett is a good fit for a Brian Kelly-led staff. Let me tell you why. Zach Arnett loves to run that 3-3-5 stack defense, meaning three down linemen, three linebackers, five defensive backs. It's different than how they use personnel. I just don't. Now, now, here's the thing. Brian Kelly did hire a D.C. that ran that same kind of system in Marcus Freeman. He has his familiarities with a guy that would run that kind of stuff. But Brady Hoke at San Diego State, where Zach Arnett loves to be, said that he is going to retire at the end of the year. If Zach Arnett still wants to be a head coach, that makes a lot of sense for him to go to San Diego State. I don't know if Brian Kelly will go that direction. I just don't know if the fit... Um, I, I don't think it's a fit. But he did hire Marcus Freeman, who runs the same type of stuff. I don't think personnel-wise it works. I will tell you this, though. Zach Arnett has not had a bad defense, historically. They got, they got their asses kicked in the portal, but, man, I got to tell you something. They are – dude, they blitz and they get after quarterbacks – they're, they've been really good in the running game. A, a Louisiana guy in Sean Preston has been really good this year. I, if I'm not mistaken, he's up there close to leaning the SEC in interceptions. I, I just, for me, for me, I really would love a DC for once that can recruit his ass off. I don't know if Zach Arnett is that guy. Right? Like, I, I, I don't know if Zach Arnett is that guy. And the last couple of weeks, their defense has not played well. And it's been a reason that they have that they canned him. Okay? I'm looking for their total stats here. I, I don't see it. I'm going to have to look at it at the end of the, at the, end of the show. I, I don't think that Mississippi State is in the top 50, though. Um, just doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I personally don't think. But at the same time, it, if it were to happen, I, I would not be – I wouldn't be completely shocked, right? Like, I, I would not be completely shocked if they went there. A lot of good DCs, man. 
You know, like Virginia Tech's got a top 21 defense. Louisville's got a top 16 defense. A&M's D.C. might be about to be fired. Um, So we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. What's going to happen there? I don't know. I don't know. All right, we get any more super chats? Jamar Caney is a hell of a recruiter. I don't think Jamar would – they would hire Jamar to call plays. Even though I'd love for Jamar Cain to be back here, I, I think Jamar Cain was the best defensive line coaching hire that you've made over the last couple of years. Um, God, letting him walk, I just don't think was smart. But it's what Madhouse wanted, man. It's what Madhouse wanted. And the D.C. So Mississippi State is the number 54 total defense in the country, and their offense is abysmal, right? Like, there's the guys, they're 103rd in total offense. They're 54th in total defense. Just to let you know where you are, you're in the hundreds. You're at 106. So they're halfway better than you are just – and they had – because they're not better than you. Zach Garnett has called some good defenses. So we'll see. Uh, Otis Quinn, what's up, Otis, says, I'm calling Jim Leonard. I think Jim Leonard calls good defenses. And I do think he's a hell of a – he can be a hell of a recruiter. He can, he can go into any living room. And people will know who Jim Leonard is. People know who Jim Leonard is. All right. Carter Bryant tomorrow. We'll see you all then. Y'all have a good night. Let me just mention my good friend Steve Bean here at the end. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Cause you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.